0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to The Locker Room. I am your host and your favorite Kansas City girl, Kennedy Bright. And as always, what is said in the locker room stays in the locker room. Get your playbooks ready, guys. You guys have been messaging me, shockingly, asking for another episode. I'm like, oh my God, people actually really care. People actually want to listen to my crazy life. Like It was amazing. And I thank you guys so much. And you guys have been like, where have you been? As you saw, my last episode was a very deep one for me. And of course it's kind of a lot out of me, but actually the topic of what this episode is about is really why and where I've been and why it's taken me so long to be putting out more episodes. So in this episode, I'm really gonna dig deep into the whole process of really why I created the podcast in the first place and why it's called locker room talk. Because I wanted it to be a place where people can be real, be vulnerable, where you can be honest. You know, just like in a locker room, you, you know, you change your clothes in there, you get naked. You know, there's no cameras. You know, no recording, nothing allowed because people are being vulnerable, and I want it to be that same place, that same environment and space for us here. So today's topic is one that is on the more vulnerable side for me, and a bit more open, and me really letting you guys in on how I think and process for the longest. What I'm going to say, I don't want anyone to know because I want everyone, whoever is a hater. Now, if you're my close friend, you're going to know, you know how I think. You're going to know what I feel. But for people who Want to see me fall I feel like this is giving them the great ammo that they need and really it's not But that's how it, it's always felt. So for me, I feel like I am being vulnerable And I honestly think what i've been going through what I go through in life Everyone probably has gone through it at a time in their life if not already right now And I want you guys to know you're not alone and as always i'm not perfect or well, no one's perfect But I don't have the answers to everything. I'm not this crazy su- successful person but at the same time I'm really able to let you know, okay, this is what didn't work. You know, I don't want to wait till I'm successful to then go ahead and share my success with you. I want you to do this journey with me and I want all of us to get through life together. So let's just go straight into it. By now, especially if you saw the last episode, then you guys know I went through a lot of trauma in college. and. Honestly, I blame myself for pretty much all of it and you're probably like why who says that who blames themselves No, i'm not saying I blame myself for the acts itself that happened But I definitely blame myself for why I was in those spaces in those environments, you know, because I didn't have enough Self-esteem or self-worth or value to know that if I am not a college athlete It's okay, you know, because I felt if I was not an athlete That basically I was nobody and if I didn't think that way I wouldn't even have been to all of these schools I wouldn't have met these people, I wouldn't have went through what I went through because everything all came from me constantly wanting to achieve this goal of running track at the highest level. That was, that was all it was, you know, and that's why I was at these schools. That's why I was in these environments. That's why these things happened because I felt I have to do this. I have to run track in college. And it's like, why? For what? You know, it wasn't for Kennedy. I actually hated running track. At the same time, that wasn't for me. I didn't want to go to the Olympics, you know, but it was all because of the mindset my parents and my dad had raised us to have is without things, you know, these things, you know, you don't have value. And he taught us that in all the ways that was needed without using the words. The only thing is I'm the only kid who bought that story and I pay the price for it every single day. And I sit back and I think about my why, you know, why did I keep trying to run? You know, it was because I wanted no one to ever say Kennedy was not good at track because she didn't run at the college level. And it sounds so simple, like, well, that's dumb, you know, but it was a lot deeper than that just for me than just, it wasn't just track. It was everything, you know, I never wanted it to be a place where people cannot tell me that I'm not one of the greatest at what I do, that I don't do it well, or that I wasn't good at it. That was always, I never wanted to be a has-been in any part of my life. I never wanted to be invisible. And it didn't, you know, like I said, it didn't just stop with sports it was honestly everything, you know, one that I'm sure we all can relate to sorority life, you know, whether you're black or white, you know, everyone kind of, a lot of people dream about, you know, when joining sorority, my dad was a part of, well, is a part of a fraternity that actually the oldest and the first black Greek organization at that. And because of that, you know, somehow that makes him a little bit more superior and adds cushion to who he is and his resume and, you know, to the, the whole person. And of course it falls completely into the family motto. You know, the more organizations you're a part of and titles and degrees you have, the more valuable you are as a person. And I'm going to go ahead and say, since my dad is not here, um, and can't speak for himself. Maybe, you know, it was never his intention to make me feel that my value as a female, you know, was less than without all of these things, these worldly things. But that is how it came off. And that is impression. And that is a stamp it left on my life. And my siblings, like I said, they got the same thing, but they just... They weren't going for it, okay? And here I am, 24 years old, reteaching myself. It's okay to just be Kennedy. Without the degrees, no organizations, no clubs, no societies. Just be you. Everything you're born with inside of you is enough. Everything in your head, that is who makes you who you are. Not those things. But who and what is inside of you already. You already have everything you need. You just got to go and create it. And that sounds so cliche. But for people who are listening, who understand exactly what I'm talking about, these worldly things, and not worldly as in like cars and designers. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about that or like money. I'm talking about things that, you know, we are in a society where you need a degree to be successful and, you know, you need to have a career, those kinds of things that aren't necessarily seen as like, you know, extra, but things that we do see that put you on a higher level. And if you're one that's in college, about to go to college, been to college, whatever, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you're in high school, same difference. You're stressed about which school I'm going to go to. You're thinking about Oh my God, you know, what clubs, you know, how good is my resume going to look to a college? How good is my application going to look? And we think that if we have all these things, you know, that it makes us, and I guess not things, excuse me, these educational things a lot of times that it's going to make us a better person. And it's not true. And that's why I say, like, I'm reteaching myself that what makes Kennedy a great person is actually just Kennedy. It's actually not the things that I have. Or what schools I went to. My birthday's in March. March 25th. Okay. And from March and April, I have spent the entire months crying. Like literally crying because I was like, I am in crazy anxiety. I'm like, I'm turning 24 this year. I have no college degree. I have no big time job. You know, no college, you know, athletic accomplishments. Nothing. I live at home at the time. I was like, I own my own car. And that's literally about it. I'll be sitting in the living room in actual tears, like not just sad, like sobbing, like literally crying, picture myself going on a date with a man and him asking me, so tell me about yourself and feeling as though like I literally have nothing to offer. And that's like the saddest thing ever, because girl, let me tell you something, Kennedy Alexis Bright, that's me. If you don't know, I am very confident. Okay. Like, trust me, I know I look good on the outside. I'm beautiful. Okay. So I know looks wise, I bring a lot to the table, but I'm also not an airhead. And I know that it takes more than just looks, you know what I'm saying, to make someone really, hopefully that has enough sense to truly be into someone. So I'm thinking, yeah, I look good. I I got to the date part, but what do I have to keep him, you know, around? You know, and I think no one should ever feel that a job, sports, degrees, school, organizations, clubs, whatever adds to their value or what they bring to the table because it doesn't. That's not who you are. Those are not your things. You see what I'm saying? And so I think I needed to get to that point. And it kept reoccurring to me all the way to my actual birthday dinner. My mom, my sister, and my best friend Josh. If you follow me on TikTok or just any of my social media, you guys know who Josh is. And Josh fits into the category as pretty much most to all of my friends. They're all graduated college, have their careers, you know, living their best life. You know, we're all 24, 25. Now, Josh in particular, he has a master's degree as well as his bachelor's and he played football in college and he played in the NFL. So for me, looking at Josh, Josh has reached his peak in life. He is just coasting at this point, you know? I mean, now the man has two cars, like, come on. And of course, at my dinner, he's trying to set me up with one of his friends, right? So he's showing me, going through, showing me his friends. He comes across this one who I was like, okay, he's kind of cute. He was also a former college athlete as well. Yeah, know, that checked my box. I'm just kidding. No, I actually did. And um, he has a career and he's like, Kennedy, like he's real cool, blah, 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 blah. And my boy got money. He makes six figures. I'm like, okay, downfall. Because <laughs> I'm like, shoot, well, if he's making all this money, then he gonna be looking at me like, well, what does this girl do? She ain't bringing none to the table, you know? And so I was just like, oh, thanks, <laughs> you know, but I'm really like, crap, like this is lovely. You know, I always never want to be, you know how girls talk about bummy dudes that they don't want. I don't want to be that girl that is actually the bummy girl. Trust me, I'm not, but you know what I'm saying. I was like, I can let like one of these dudes be up here, like, mm, she ain't got nothing. I'm like, well, technically, I had a semester left of college. Let's get that, just get it correct. Okay. But that was just kind of how I was <laughs> feeling at the time. We moved forward a couple of weeks later. Josh, my sister, and I were going to go get something to eat when my sister got to school. Like, that's our thing and we're sitting here and as always we, me and my sister always joke and say josh talks to us like he's our father like i don't know who he thinks he's a year older than me and seven i guess older than my sister like why do you talk he talks to us like we're our children but anyways and as always you know he's getting on me as a true friend should you know what are you going to do with your life you know have you been on linkedin have you been looking for jobs now if you know my major is journalism so i'm like you can't get no job without no journalism degree i'm like i can't get a job it's Like you need to make connections da, 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 da. And, like me mean, I'm like I can't get a job. I don't have a degree. Like I don't. so like, well, fine, don't go back to school then. You know what do you want to do? What do you? What about your social media stuff? I'm like it's not good. I'm not good at it. And we get to a point where I'm literally in the car and I'm crying. Okay, and he's just trying to explain to me that you know it can have you know, and I'm just like he, it's it's literally like it's not even going in one ear out the other. It's not even coming to my head. Like I'm just crying and I'm feeling so down and like thinking so negative about myself like and for some people like everyone goes through these phases but at this point in my life I've never been at this point you know I've always been a really good athlete my teachers always loved me I did well in school I was a part of clubs organization I've always been more than just Kennedy you know which also I think has hindered me in some points because I am more than just those things but that's how it feels right and I'm in this season in my life where I have never felt so lost before you guys, like, I feel lost, I feel lonely, I feel like I'm a nobody, and everyone goes to those phases, you see the movies, you know, the kid in the hallway at school, and they're like, oh, I don't have anything, you know, and I'm not part of anything, you know, they just go to class, got their backpack, and you they will know, be getting bullied, you know, like, that kind of stuff, you see those kids in, you know, in movies and stuff, like I was saying, where they actually have felt like a nobody, or no one sees them, you know, they go to the football, like, can everyone know who Kennedy Bright was, Kennedy Bright walks into a room, you know who I am, you know, and it's still that way. Don't get it twisted. But you know, I'm, I've am i never felt like the other end of not being a part of anything. And it was just weird. I really kind of was sitting with who, who is just Kennedy. And as you guys may know, I'm in therapy. You know, in therapy, we work to unpack things. Your thought process is like, duh, that's a therapist's job, right? I haven't seen this therapist for about a year. She's always getting on me about, Kennedy, your problem is you have a perfectionism mindset. I'm like, huh, no, I don't you know, textbook definition to me is someone who has a 4.0 GPA, you know, they are valedictorian, they're part of all these clubs, Um, you know, like this great athlete or whatever, you know, math whatever it is that they're, they're good at, they're going to be good at it. And I'm like, Miss Ma'am, if Kennedy Alexis Bright, is a perfectionist, honey, I would have been already, you know, on the national stage running track. I would have stayed in soccer at the same time. You know, I would have won me a national championship. Okay. I would have had a 4.0. I was on the Dean's list in college. Okay. Don't get it twisted. My grades were my good. But I would have been like one of the smartest people you would have known, you know, on paper, of course, this is all paper things. Just remember that. And I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist. Like, can you stop saying that? Can we get to the real source of the problem? Stop saying that because if I was a perfectionist, I'd have so much more in my life right now. Okay. I finally figured it out. Like I'm saying, it's a year later and y'all gonna be like, girl, this is how you figured it out. I was literally sitting one night watching Grownish. And if you know, life imitates art. That show every season seems to align with Kennedy Bright's life. I love it. Okay. And I had wrote down the revelation when it happened and I'm going to read it to you directly. So this is the, re- it's literally titled the revelation of Kennedy. I took it in my notes. It's pinned at the top. Okay. April 14th, two forty three AM. So technically it's April 15th, but you know, like If I ain't went to bed yet, the next day hasn't started. Okay, even though it's 2 a.m., the next day hasn't started. (laughs) Okay, let me get into it. I realized that the reason I can't get over not running track in college or having a degree is because it makes me feel like a failure. Qualifying for state every year and never placing or meddling due to my crippling anxiety to where I would black out of races just wasn't enough. Went to state in three different events all four years still wasn't enough. Went to nationals without consistently training, still not enough. And I'm talking about, by the way, high, like AAU nationals, like when I was in high school. OK, back to the note. I have to learn that just because I don't reach my, in quotes, peak doesn't mean I'm a failure. I gave up track. I gave up soccer. I dropped out of school. I is a key word in all of it, not because I wasn't good enough, but because I'm the one who did it and I'm the one who chose to take that path. And what I'm afraid of is because I'm not in school anymore or not playing those sports and didn't become the best I could be at the highest level, that that means to others that I just wasn't good enough to make it or succeed or graduate college, which isn't true, nor should it matter what they think. I need to know that I'm great and a success without those things. My fear of failure comes from my dad's pressure. And never wanting to feel like I have to answer to someone saying I'm not enough because I don't have a degree or don't have medals. Not true. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make me a failure. And I choose to not go back to school until I'm comfortable in my skin and being alone with just Kennedy without any accolades or letters behind my name. Because degrees in athletics don't make me me. I make me me. And I'm all I'm stuck with for my whole entire life. And I need to be okay with being just with me. I never understood that until randomly watching Gronish and not and Jazz not making it to the Olympics. How I don't know, but I did. LOL. So yes, in in story, and at that moment, that's like when I figured it out, you guys. She was upset because she made it to the Olympic trials, but she didn't make it to the Olympics. And I'm like, girl, why do you care? Like, you literally made the Olympic trials. Like, girl, be happy, you know, you didn't make the Olympics. But I'm like, Kennedy, how can you tell her that she should be happy, but you can't even be happy with your accomplishments? Okay, make that make sense. And that's when I kind of realized what my whole process, I don't know how still so to this day, but I, that's how I came and I, and I realized it. You know, that fear of disappointment, that fear of, not being good enough and I guess that does you know is perfectionism but because I have such bad anxiety I never can get to the point of even trying to be perfect because I'm so anxious like this episode I'll record this episode you guys the first time back in May okay right before my sister's graduation recorded it in May so probably like the 15th of May I want to say didn't like it like I need to you know re- redo it start to redo it and here we are like three months later it's July and I'm just not actually doing the episode because I've been so anxious about wanting it to be a certain way. I feel like the reason my mindset has been this way is because when I was brought up, all of my successes were never seen as good unless they were literally number one, you know, and always made me to feel like I wasn't good enough. And I think we as a people and forget everybody else, the people in this locker room, okay, because we can't control the world. What we need to do is we need to start celebrating our wins, rather how big or how small they are. because. You have to realize that it's ours, regardless of anyone else's success. You did what you did. OK, so for instance, my brother is graduating college right now, Um, this month, July. Congrats to him. He moves to New York. Um, He got a job with Bank of America's corporate office. And he's literally like today, all of his stuff got sent here and they're moving him out there. Everything. My brother's about to graduate college. And he's going to beat me to it. Right. OK, let's say I go back to college in about five years. I can't be like, yeah, I graduated college, but I wasn't first. My brother graduated before me. Like, no. Kennedy you graduated college. That is a accomplishment. It needs to be We really need to focus in our life and seeing it as our own lane, you know, not seeing it as What someone else is doing our accomplishment is ours, you know And that's something that I wish I would have done when I was younger And like when I was running to be to be happy about the the milestones my personal best my personal this, you know Be happy about that and not seeing everything as this huge big picture and Really, now I'm starting to celebrate my wins. That's what I'm going to do. You know, no matter what it is, I'm going to celebrate it. Someone else's podcast or whatever can do way better than mine. They have more Instagram followers on their, you know, social media, you know, TikTok page or whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm moving forward. As long as I'm moving forward, I need to be happy about the progress that I'm making and only see my lame. I need, I need, what is it that they have? Um, them horses, y'all. The blinders, you know, I need to be straight tunnel vision. Before, one thing I learned in therapy, before you can even change anything, you have to know first where it came from. You got to know where you're at in life. So, for instance, if you guys are also dealing with this or like realizing like, wow, you know, you got to go back to the source. So I'm going to take you back to Kennedy's source. We're going we're gonna to go back in time a little bit, but we're going to go too far. We're going to start when I started in high school. So like I said, in high school, I started running track my freshman year. And some of my great accomplishments were I broke, I think, four school records at that time. I was the only freshman in the state of Missouri to qualify in the 100 meter field. I was a district champion as well. And I was running against girls who were going against the, going to these huge universities. And it was like a huge accomplishment to be able to be on the same stage as them, right? But because I didn't make it to finals or win, it wasn't enough. Like I told you guys earlier in like the little note I had, I have really bad anxiety and it didn't really heighten until I ran track. Soccer was good. I'm a team player. I love being a part of a team. I love, feel like I'm doing my part. And I like feeling like I'm helping others track. It's you're by yourself, except, you know, the relay. And that was not, you know, that wasn't the case for me. Like I said, after I went all four years, every single year, I would get lectured or ripped apart by my dad, like, for hours, you know, after the race, you know, because I wouldn't meddle. Just thinking back to it is just like, oh, I had made a video actually when I first started my YouTube channel, and about why I didn't want to run track in college. Okay, one of my dad's family members saw it. They didn't like it. I got in trouble. Which now if I they would have told me now, like what I'm about to say. I would have been like, yeah, no, thanks. They wanted me to take it down because it made my dad look bad or whatever. But it was true. I actually think I'm gonna go make it public again so you guys can have that reference. It, it's gonna be way down there. I literally had it is like I said, it'll be 2000 and like 15 um but It was like always bad, you know, it was always I was always basically in trouble like I had there were so many people who were at home who didn't even make it to state Who didn't make it past conference who didn't make it past districts sectionals who didn't make it there at all And here I am doing that running track for a year. Like that was you know I just started using blocks like I, there was so much that like I had overcome in such a short amount of time to to get to that point it's ridiculous you know I should feel better but I would get so nervous before every race you guys it started at dis- sectionals. i would kind of like black out like I can't tell you I didn't remember running in my senior year I started doing the hurdles in April state is in May I qualify for state And I broke the school record. I was the only person from Kansas City to actually be there representing Kansas City in the 300 meter hurdles. I've been doing it for like a month. My form was trash, but I was fast. So, you know, it helped. And I have really good stamina from soccer. If you think about it in soccer, you're sprinting, then you're jogging. You know, there's no timeouts. So I'm used to that running and kind of maintaining. I was so proud of myself. I was happy. Um, That became my fifth school record, but it still was a problem because I didn't I'm like, how can you be upset? That was the first year the first time I ever was like, wow, these girls were just better than me, you know, and I was OK with it myself. Plus, at this point, I was in a really dark depression depression phase my senior year. Um, So that was a whole other thing. I don't think I had enough energy to even entertain my dad's upsetness, you know, about my about me running a time where an- another example of like this should be a celebrated moment. I just did this in like less than a month. Like, can can we not, you know, be happy about this? And it wasn't just like I said with sports. It was when it came to the college choice process between when I chose Missouri State or Marquette. My dad literally stopped talking to me, you guys, because I did not choose to go to Marquette University because I wanted to go to MSU. Stop talking to me, literally. If you don't know the differences, Missouri State is a state school. It's division one. It's a mid-major school. But my coach there was had like a lot of Olympians like he was good. I need to be in that program. Right. Marquette is a Jesuit school. It's where Dwayne Wayne went. It's in Wisconsin. It's Jesuit. It's private. It's very prestigious. You know, I'm like, Do you know what it would look like to have a, a degree from Marquette? I'm like, I'm gonna have a degree regardless and they're gonna take it. OK, these schools don't teach me nothing. I, I, I make these degrees look good. I f- put my foot down and I chose to go to Missouri State. Because I wanted a good education and I also wanted to become the best. I wanted to graduate college knowing that I ran at the best I could be, you know. I didn't want to go to the Olympics. I wanted to be the best Kennedy could be and run the best times I could be. And I wanted to leave with no regrets. And so that was why I chose to go there. Plus, Missouri State had a journalism program and Marquette actually didn't. All they had was communication. So they only got my major, dude. So, no, I wanted to, you know, be there. But that was a problem because it wasn't the top school. It wasn't the best option you know well then you know it wasn't enough if you don't know i'm dyslexic with a math read disability as you can imagine school was hard for your girl okay my parents didn't give me diagnosed until even after i graduated high school so i'm taking the act and stuff without my dis like without my tests, without just everything all right my disability to give you an idea of how severe it is to the point where after i was diagnosed they wanted me to literally only take six hours in college a semester if you haven't been in college you don't know how hours work that means two classes Like, that's how bad my learning disability is. They needed me to only take two classes. I said, yeah, that's it. That's not happening. Give me a full load. (laughs) We're a full student here. You know, I've been doing it my whole life. I'm good. I don't need need any slack. You know, I'll take my extra time. But that was how bad my learning disabilities were. And the first time I took the ACT, okay, or 12. I think I got a 12. It was a 12. And one of my friends got a 14 and ain't nothing wrong with her. Right. And so it was really hurtful, whatever. I went ahead. I took one of the like um classes prep classes and i ended up actually getting a 16 which i was super proud about but because i needed a 19 by ncaa requirements of course it wasn't enough for my dad and finally when i went and got diagnosed the doctors like i said they were like well okay while your learning disabilities are so bad like how have you not dropped out like usually people who have such severe learning disabilities at like that you do I always end up dropping out of school because school is just too hard. And I'm like, How about a school? I didn't know that was even an option. <laughs> they were shocked that I got the 16. They're like, we can't even believe you were able to get the 16 without the extra time. And if I remember correctly, like the test, everything's different. Okay. And that was the first time I really felt validated with my accomplishments. Getting that testing done, I was like, oh my god, wow! Like, thank you. So I am smart. Like I'm, like I'm not just smart. I knew I was smart. Let me tell you, I knew I was smart, but I was really seeing, like, wow. I'm doing good, you know? And that was one of those small wins that really made me feel good. It didn't come from my parents, so it still wasn't enough. But it did help a little bit. And it's just always this thing that no matter what my personal life circumstances are, you know, my disabilities, everything, I still need a 32 on that ACT. Haven't ran track. First time I ran track, still needed to Wednesday. You know, doesn't matter what's hindering me from my quote unquote accomplishments, if they weren't met. In my parents' eyes, they weren't met. You know, everything had to be top tier. Everything had to be number one or wasn't enough. And that's not true. You know, and it made me feel like that was part of my self-worth. And it nearly has been costing me my mental health, costing me my life. And on- like, to be honest, as you guys know, you guys know about what happened to me in college. You know, I was in such bad places to a point where doctors and therapists were telling me that I need to get checked into, you know, like a treatment healing center, not the mental institute. <laughs> Let's get that straight. But you know, like those recovery places, you know. Um, they're like, you need to be around more people. You need to be around more doctors who can help you You know, do some group therapy and stuff and I was like, no, I can't I can't take no time off school I gotta graduate. Mm -mm, We can't do that and they're like you need to be somewhere like, you know You've been through a very severe trauma and i'm like no mm -mm, I can do it once I graduate college i'll be good when I graduate college I promise y'all i'm gonna go to any healing retreat. I'll go to any country you want me to go to I'll go to california florida. I'll be do the water treatments, whatever once I graduate college And they're like in their head Baby girl, you're not going to be alive if you keep going the way you're going. I'm like, no, it's cool. I got it. You know, I I can do it. Everything was I have to graduate college. If I don't have this degree, you know, I'm nothing. You know, once I get my degree, I can breathe. Then I can heal. Then I can recover from all of this, you know. But then as I got close to my graduation last fall, then I'm like, oh, my God, what job am I going to get? You know, then it became, okay. I know I say when I graduate college, we'll go and heal. How about we'll go and heal after we make sure, you know, we sign with the NFL team You know, the social media coordinator, or, you know, maybe we'll get a job at ESPN, you know, then, then we can heal, you know, but it was never enough. It kept going, you know, and that's not healthy. It literally kept going the entire time. Everything was always this, 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 or that. Once this, once that. And like I said, it was costing my mental health because at this point, I'm just barely living life. I'm just, I'm not healing. I'm constantly just adding to more trauma for myself, pretty much, you know, and, wasn't until I realized that episode that night, like, wow, this is what it is. And this is not okay. And I got to a place where I said, you know what? Mm-mm. We're not doing this anymore. We got to stop, you know? And I went to work um and there was a guy I was talking to. He's an older guy who works there like just for fun, you know? He's retired. And he basically was saying how, telling me about how he was in college and he got a good job in the, the restaurant industry, did that for a while. After that, he went ahead. And moved to California. And I'm like, he did all this about his college degree. Like, you just upped and moved to another place. Moved to California, lived his life there, worked on some production, this, this, or that. Came back to Kansas City, found his wife, got married, then moved to Tennessee. And then he went back to college when he was older. And I'm like, oh, so you still got, like, in my head, I'm like, you still got married, even though you didn't have a degree. You know, I've always thought that, like, life has to happen in this certain order in order for it to happen. Life is still going, Kennedy. You know, just like how you have to go to middle school before high school, high school before college. Yeah, that's how that has to happen in, you know, chronological order. But your life doesn't. Life does not have this timeline. Time doesn't pause, you know, because I don't have my degree. Girl, you're still 24. You're still going to be 25 next year without or with with the degree. And I kind of started to realize I'm really wasting my life. I'm really wasting time. I'm honestly... You know holding back i'm not getting anything out of life because i'm always waiting for things to be Perfect. I'm waiting for things to go in this order I can't move on and have a family of my own until my My family my home life is the way I want it to be then I can go out get married have my own kids No Your home life might not ever get to be the way it should be kennedy So you're gonna have to get married regardless You know i'm still getting older you know I don't have this degree or this or that, but I'm still getting older. Life is still moving. And I have to realize that it's not stopping just because I haven't done things in the quote unquote order. I mean, that's just like a girl who, let's say she gets pregnant in high school. Oh, well, I can't have the baby yet because I ain't graduated high school. No, that's not how it works. The baby comes when the baby comes and you graduate school. Is that in the order that is quote unquote society wise correct? No, but the point is you did it. It doesn't matter. It can be done in no in whatever order. It does not need to be done in order. And that is now what I'm realizing. I need to keep moving in my life regardless. Swiss wish. You know, I don't know if you've seen LA's Finest. She talked about how a shark will die if it doesn't keep moving. So the shark has to keep swimming, has to keep moving. And that's the same way. You got to be a shark. Keep going, keep moving. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I can't wait until I get my degree and put pause in my life and then think then I can make things happen. Things can happen for me now. I have to start celebrating my wins, start celebrating my accomplishments, as a person be happy for who I am. Heal regardless of the order. I can do all of those things. That is goes more into also like what we're really going to cover in the next episode. If you guys have been on my TikTok already, you already know I started the free agent season and all of that. And I want to really talk to you guys on that episode about. Where the idea came from and how it's really been changing my life and this talk with my friend Well, he was my friend. Uh, he really put me on in and mentally and it was just amazing The series i've already said i've already started. It's also on youtube and on tiktok. We're growing and healing together Okay I'm, we're not wasting any more time in our life to wait till our life is perfect or we live in a certain city Do it now who cares where you live who cares what kind of car you drive what job you have You can every moment, every day is a chance for you to create the life you want, you know? And if we keep being anxious, putting ourselves down, not feeling good about who we are, we're never going to actually make it to that point. And I like it because free agent to me, well, I'm talking about it later, but I'm going to tell you a little bit now. It's that crossover between that girl and hot girl summer. You know, everybody, a hot girl, everyone likes to think, oh, she's, you know, a thought. Like, that's not true. But also at the same point, that girl is just always focused. She doesn't go out. She just eats healthy and she doesn't hang out. No, we're going to be, we're going to live your life. That's what it is. Okay. You're going to heal, get better. We're doing all of it together. And I am so excited. I really hope you guys can just listen to this and just know you're not alone. Your accomplishments, things you have in life don't make you who you are. And I promise that we can get through this, pushing through it together. Be sure to follow the Instagram on Casey Locker Room Talk Follow me on Instagram, candybright 24 Follow me on TikTok. That's where I'm always active. And we're going to get through this. And I'm so excited. Can't wait to hear you guys for the next week's episode. I've got some guests coming together. I'm just pushing forward. I'm not going to keep waiting until I have the perfect guest. I'm not going to wait until I have the perfect episode. Y'all going to have to listen to me for a while. A couple solo episodes. I hope you don't mind. But we're going to get through this. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. And I just cannot wait to get into this new journey of our life. It's not a game, ladies. It's a lifestyle. Okay? Bye. Thank you.